All right, so cool. Obviously, want to talk about the big 35th anniversary show and look back on making Danzig one a little bit and, and look ahead to the future. But uh, let's start with the the celebration. This is the 35th anniversary of Danzig one, and kind of wanted to go back to making that album. It was a big transition, you know, going from Sam Hain to Danzig, and kind of I guess centered around meeting Rick Rubin. But you tell me, how important was Rick Rubin for the creation of Danzig, the band? Uh, well, it kind of just became Danzig uh, from being Sam Hain. Um, uh, so it wasn't really that much of a transition. The only transition was working with a producer like Rick. Um, we had some offers from other labels at the time, and they were at the uh, New Music Seminar show that we played in New York uh, for Rock Hotel. And Rick was a wild card who just happened to be there. He'd signed Slayer the year before at the New Music Seminar. And uh, he came rushing backstage. And, and he was like, that was incredible. I want to sign you guys, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, who's this hippie guy? <laughs> <laughs> he had like really, really long hair and a beard. And like, and so was like, you know people I know. And he told me some you know, and give him a call. They'll tell you who I am. And I think so. Then I called some friends and they were telling me oh yeah that's the guy who produces the Beastie Boys and and Run DMC and all these other bands he's got that you know rap label but he's signing metal bands now and whatever I don't know so um, I ended up having a meeting with him and out of every label I just decided to go with Rick I thought he had the right idea of where I wanted to go and um where he, you know, thought it should go. And so the rest is, I guess, history. <laughs> you know, it's funny, with, with most debut albums, they always say that, you know, the traditional saying, you have your whole life to re- write your debut album. And obviously you had two bands before Danzig's first album. But kind of curious, how much did you bring into that first recording session? Did you have most of the album done at that point? Or did you write a lot while making the album? Um... Both. So I had a lot of the songs were written ahead of time, and then a lot of the songs I was writing as we were preparing to go into the studio. Um, so I would say like half and half. Which were the ones that Which were the ones that that you remember going in with, and then which ones were kind of written in studio? Which are the ones that jumped to mind? Uh, well, Twisted Cane was written before. Uh, there's actually some Sam Hain versions of it. Uh, Mother was written before. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Um, I mean, there was a bunch of them that were written before. And then, you know, I started writing other ones. Uh, once uh, we did the deal with Rick, we didn't go immediately into the studio. So um, that's how it all went. You know, one of the uh, always interesting and, and legends you hear about Danzig one uh, going uncredited, but there has always been that uh, the rumor that James Hetfield sang backups on Twisted Cane in Possession. Is that true? Yeah, I think he sang backup on another one, too. Interesting. We you- were, yeah, we were all hanging at the Rainbow. Um, uh, me, Rick, uh, and uh, James and those guys were in town. I think they were working on something. And um, when we told him we were recording, he's like, oh, I'd love to come. And so he came out, and uh, it was all the way out by uh, the Manson Spawn Ranch. Oh, wow. 
I was like really right across from him. I forget what the studio was, Smoke Tree Mountain Studio or something. Anyway, yeah, but James uh, hang out and he sung um, he sung backups on Possession, Twisted Cane, and there's another one. Maybe huh. MID. Ah, love it, love it, and great to, great to hear because that's always one of those like Wikipedia facts you see and never know if it's true or not. So glad, yeah, glad to Wikipedia hear that. Wikipedia is so full of shit; it's ridiculous. <laughs> that's why I wanted to go to the stro- go straight to the source to get to the bottom. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, that was really cool. And and he's always been a champion of your band. Had you got had you come out for what I think it was the thirtieth anniversary that Metallica did. Yeah, so uh, Kirk and uh, James uh, called and, and asked if uh, I would come up and, and do the thing. I said, yeah, sure. So rad. So rad. And, you know, in digging into the, the show we got coming up here, great to have you back in the Inland Empire again, once again at Toyota Arena. And like we said, celebrating the 35th anniversary of playing Danzig 1 in its entirety. And kind of curious, with Danzig 2, I'm pretty sure you played that all in sequence Danzig one, are you doing the same thing or mixing up the order a little bit since you normally close um, with Mother? I think I think we flip flop two songs. I think we flip flop Soul on Fire and End of Time. Um, whenever I feel like flip flopping them. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So uh, and then you know after we do the songs, uh, we'll we'll do a bunch of other tracks too. You know other songs. So. Um, a lot of times I just call out, what do you want to hear? And of course, you know, thousands of people will <laughs> say their favorite songs. <laughs> so then you have to kind of like say, okay, well, do you want to hear some of this? Do you want to hear some of that? You know. I love it. It's democratic. You're going to like Danzig 2, Danzig 4, which one do you want to hear? And then start tossing out titles. I love it. And Yeah, well, if it was democratic, they would tell you what to say. <laughs> and if you didn't, you'd get canceled. <laughs> Really cool, too, not only celebrating Danzig 35th anniversary, but suicidal tendencies on the bill and them celebrating their 40th anniversary. I remember they did the Blackest of the Black Festival with you uh, in Lake Irvine yeah, a few um, years back. Yeah, M- Mike and Suicidal did uh, OG Misfits show with us, too, back in New Jersey. I mean, um, Suicidal and Misfits used to do shows together back in the day. Yeah, I was going to say, you must have a long relation, long tenured relationship with Mike Muir. Great guy. And interesting, you know, I never really thought about it before, but you guys both being in legendary punk bands and then kind of making a, a decided move more into the metal space later on in your career. Um, yeah, well, Misfits were always uh, called metal punk. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Sam Hain was like goth metal punk. So I, I don't know, you know, uh, I think that term gets, you know, banded around you know punk especially there are a lot of bands who are called punk that are not punk mm-hmm. um so you know what does the label mean you know if you like the music come to the show forget about the labels exactly as long as it rocks and, and great that uh behemoth will be there all the way from poland looking forward to seeing them it's been a few yeah i'm a big uh fan of behemoth they've been on two blackest of the blacks so um you know it's great to have them i'm also really psyched to have Twin Temple with us and Midnight. I know I'm a fan of all of these bands, so uh, it's a great bill. And, you know, touching on the uh, Misfits, some more misfit shows are going on, and it looks like you're having fun doing those shows sporadically. More coming? 
Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'd like to come back to SoCal because it's been a while. Yeah. Since we since we've played in Southern California, I think it's been like four years. So it might even be longer um, by the time we do a show. It might even be almost five years. So um, I would like to come back to Southern California and do at least one more show. Um, yeah. So, um, but you know, as far as dancing, I think this is going to be it for a while. I think I'm going to take next year off and just uh, concentrate on different stuff. Anything you can talk about? Is it going to be more comics, more movies? What are you thinking? Well, I'm always doing the comics. Uh, we've got a new one coming out in October uh, for our 30th anniversary for Verotic. Um And, you know, maybe some movies. Love it. Now, so so no chance of getting uh, Danzig 4 in 2024 then, I guess? No. <laughs> Taking the year off. So this is this is really it. And then also uh, doing some Danzig Seagans Elvis. Are more of those shows coming? Um... Hopefully, uh, I know we haven't done OC. We want to come down at least to the Inland Empire or the OC, but the problem is finding a place that's really like old school because I want that old, old Vegas vibe, you know? Yeah. Uh, and recently we were able to do the Tropicana before they um, demolish it, and that was that was a lot of fun. And so maybe maybe the Queen Mary, Ooh. You know, the ballroom on the Queen Mary, that might be cool for either Halloween or New Year's. I don't know. Um so maybe you know somewhere it's got to have history it's got to be old it's got to be cool uh, i like to have the tables up front you know so um we'll see maybe maybe something like that that would be rad you know i talked to uh steve zing when he put out his solo on the black 29 album and it was really cool that he gave you all the credit for teaching him how to play bass back in the day you taught him how to play bass yeah that's true do you play drums too? Is there anything you don't play? Uh, no. <laughs> no drums. No, I play drums. Oh, you do? Yeah, I play on most of the records. Yeah. Oh, badass! Double bass and everything. You might wanna. You might wanna um, look at the credits <laughs> on the records. Yeah, actually, some of the um, like uh, on Black Candy. That's me doing the double, um, double, double kick. Ah, I love it. Is it, is it I, yeah, I play drums on Black Candy. Uh, there's actually, on the last record, I play drums on a couple of tracks. Awesome. Uh, did you come up with that amazing beat for She Rides in, too? Uh, yeah. Ah, love that beat. I mean, when that drum kicks in, I'm so looking forward to that at the show, but just such a, a great groove on that beat. You know who's a good drummer is James from Metallica. He's a good drummer. Yeah. He writes a lot of the drum stuff in Metallica. Yeah, they used to do that where they, he would bring out a drum set and him and Lars would kind of have a little drum battle that was really cool when they would do that back in the day. Well, James and um, Cliff used to have a band called Spastic Children. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and they used to play um, up in the Bay Area. With just a two-piece band, just bass and drums? No, they had they had the other guys. I, I think some of the Faith No More guys might have been in it. Oh, wow. Um, um, yeah, so, yeah, James can play drums, too. Interesting. Last couple of things I wanted to hit you with, Glenn, and I appreciate all the time. Um, thinking of other projects and other things, and any chance of a Black Araya 3 coming? Um, right now, no. I don't have the time for that. I would love to do it. I've talked about doing it. Um, I just haven't had the time. I know that we've just reissued the Black Aria record on vinyl as a fold-out because it was never available like that and lots of different colors and uh, first time for it on a picture disc. And we're getting ready to 
to reissue the Black Aria 2 on lots of different color vinyl, fold out, never been a fold out. Um, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. We just reissued the only real uh, official re-release of Who Killed Marilyn, which is my first solo single. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Definitely keep an eye out for that. And then uh, lastly, I just wanted to hit you with it. Sad, sad, sad to see the passing of Bray Wyatt. Such a big shock. I saw the poster that you uh, uh, the picture you posted with him and wanted to touch on that. And, and you being a big wrestling fan? Yeah, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. Um, uh, and um, actually, uh, I met Bray uh, backstage at a WWE event. Uh, he was a big Danzig fan, and I was a big fan of his. And then um, when I started um, working on the Werewolf Biker uh, script, which is a movie that um, I want to do, uh, I immediately thought of Bray for the lead. So I got in touch with him, and he said he would love to, you know, to do the part. So unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. My throat is a little dry from the road. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, that's not going to happen. And then I also, um, Julian Sands, who was Count Holiday in my Death Rider movie, I'd written a sequel and a prequel, and he was figured heavily into both of those, and now he's gone too. So, uh, kind of like a double whammy. Yeah, sad. I'm surprised you never tried your hand at the wrestling game, or did you? Did you ever get in the ring? Um, well, I used to wrestle. Uh, back in high school. Ah, okay. But, and, and then you know I've been doing martial arts my whole life, so right. Never, never in the, like a, a, a wrestling ring as an adult, like WWE style. No, no, no. You'd have the size and the intimidation, and everything. I think it'd be great. Well, yeah. I mean, my thing is, you know, I'm a musician. That's what took off for me. So, you know. You don't change gears, really. You know what I mean? Because those guys put in a lot of time on the road. They you do. Know? Yeah. So, and it's you know it's tough. Lots of injuries. They have to work through injuries. I mean, you know, everybody has to do that who goes on the road, even bands. So, you know, it, it's you couldn't do both. I don't think. Yeah, Jericho. Jericho's pulling it off, but it cannot be easy, man. Doing doing the wrestling and and the singing. I mean, that's got to be really taxing. Yeah, I think he, what he does is he takes time off um, from wrestling, and then he does the band. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think you're right. One thing at a time. Well, Glenn, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. I can't thank you enough for the time. Cannot wait to see you on September 23rd out at Toyota Arena again and, and playing Danzig 1 in its entirety. It's going to be a hell of a show, man. I can't wait to see it live. Yeah, it's going to be probably the last time uh, Danzig's going to do a show for a while. So, um, yeah, I would suggest you come see if you're a fan. Awesome. We'll spread the word and get everyone out there. Can't wait to see you on the 23rd. And Glenn, thanks again for the time. And anytime you got anything to promote or, or you know, push, we're happy to support you. Thank you, man. Thanks, Glenn. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. 
Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.